Time now for the Bradfoe Show with Rob Bradford. With Rob Bradford on WEEI. WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Let's go. What's up, Joe? Talk. You gonna talk? I'm right here. Oh, All right. I talk. You're in on this. Let's go. You're part of the family. Oh, I, I didn't know that. Yeah. Joe, you're a Red Sox guy. Of course you are. Come on. I don't care if you're a Red Sox guy or not. You're producing for the next two hours. And you've been doing an excellent job. All right. I'm Rob Bradford. This is the Bradford Show. You may know me from such educational films as at BB isn't boring, at Bradfoe show, other things. But, 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 the straws that stir the drink when it comes to the Bradfoe show the last couple of weeks, I'm not even going to lie. Two of them are here. Coop, say hi, Coop. I, I don't know if I am here. I had a lot of coffee this morning. I know. I, uh, morning coop of coffee is, is red hot. Yeah. Red I, hot. It's a little too hot. What's your, what's your uh, social account? Uh, so Instagram, Coop of Coffee, very simple. Uh, but Twitter account, Coop underscore Leon. Instagram account, Coop underscore Leon. But that's not what matters. What matters, Bradfoe underscore show. Mm. BB isn't boring. Go follow those. Yeah, you go follow. follow go follow. Them. I don't matter. I'm well, just, I'm a cog in the, the whatever machine. Coop does is going to find their way to those social accounts anyway. But but we are both wearing our baseballs and boring shirts, and here to earn his baseballs and boring shirt. Part of the Who Says No crew on the Bradford Show, like I said, has been carrying it, carrying us. Thank you. Thank you. Gordo, what's up? Bradford, how you doing? Oh, my goodness. I'm so good. Are you nervous? Uh, Don't less, be. Less than you would think in it for a radio yeah, it's just, it's, radio it's just talking. It's yeah. just four exactly. guys chopping it up, talking the great game of baseball, and that's what we're going to be doing all the live long day, all the way up until... Three o'clock? Three o'clock. And then Cooper Boardman's going to come in. He's going to do a crossover. We're going to torture him. There's as too well. many Coopers. But you know what? You never I'm, have a, I'm afraid, though, because he's a better Cooper. First rule of Fight Club there's never enough Coopers. All right. It's a scientific <laughs> fact. All right. Let's get to it. We're talking about the great game of baseball. We're talking about the Red Sox. There's a lot to get to. And uh, I thought Ken and Curtis did an excellent job breaking down the drama when it came to Tom Brady, uh, Mac Jones, and uh, et cetera. But this is the time where you get to carve out some. some Opinions, some insight, some information when it comes to the Boston Red Sox, which have been going on now. Let's be, if I did my math correctly, about a week and a half? Week and a half, right? I lose track. One week and two days. One week and two days. I've been watching them for way, way too long. And here's where I want to start, fellas. Gordo, first of all, tell me a little bit. Give me your social account because that's that's pretty. It's a pretty good one. I yeah. don't. I don't want to forget this. Yeah, no. Hit me up on Twitter, Boston Sports Gordo at Boss Sports Gordo. All right, there you updates, go. news. Yeah, you yeah. Do, the you, whole shebang. The you whole do shebang. a good job. All we, four we, sports. We, too. we let you in. We let you in the door in terms of uh, giving fake trades and look at where it's landed you. Yeah, so. no. This is this is incredibly exciting. <laughs> I can tell. Uh, so yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> This is where I want to start with the Red Sox. And you call in 617-779-7937. I do want to get to a lot of different things when it comes to, to this this great game and this uh, adequate team. Uh, and we're going to do that over the next couple hours. But I want to start here. So like I said, I've watched a lot of baseball over the last seven weeks. A lot of baseball. To the point where I almost want to watch basketball. But I don't. I'm drawn back to baseball. 
And I said this coming out of spring training, fellas. I said, I don't have a great feel for this team. Probably less of a feel for any spring training that I've ever experienced coming out of it. And now we sit here, and as Joe had pointed out, we are a week and two days into the season. You would think that I would have a better feel for this team. Zero clarity. Zero no, clarity. And here's here's a bizarre thing, guys, is that everything – I love spring training. I love it. How I, much? I love it so much. More than your wife? Well, my wife – You got to think about it. Well, no, no, it's even you because my wife came down to fight for her uh, – There we go. Fight for her side of things. There we go. She came She's down ride or die. She actually, Jen, you, her, way, Doug before, Lane. I forget, before I forget, Jen Bradford, happy birthday tomorrow. You're kidding. Oh, no, oh no. Happy, happy birthday. 24 years old. It's amazing. But it's, she came down to spring training for the first time ever, ever in all my years. She came down for an extended period of time. And Coop, you would have been so proud of her. Every, so she went to every game. I'm always proud of she her. She went to every game. She wore her baseballs and boring gear. And, and, and she carried around QR codes for when people asked about where she got the shirts. Wow. Yeah. Salesman. Wow. Uh, yeah. She is all in on the brand. Um. Anyway, so we went to spring training and I didn't, I came out of it not having a feel for it. But here's a, I love spring training, but almost everything about spring training that I was preaching from the mountaintops has been exactly opposite. I mean, guys, I can't believe how opposite. Credibility just went out the door. I have no credibility. (laughs) I mean, like, I remember saying how awesome Frank Castillo looked at spring training. I'm like, okay, that's one guy. Everything. Is that a product of the World World Baseball Classic, though? Just because, like, I feel like most teams around the league are kind of We can break this down. Huge question mark. I mean, Tampa's leading the... Yeah, but I New felt, York is just I the slot ahead of us. I'll, I'll give this. I'll give a, a scout that I talked to a lot of credit. He's like, you know, and this guy was assigned all these teams in spring training. He said, Tampa's a team. Tampa's a team. And I'm looking at him like, it's the same thing. Well, t- this year's, no, Tampa's a team. Because they actually have some stars, and they always have the pitching. Anyway, so I came out of it, and you let's break this down. I said Christian Arroyo was the best player in spring training, which he was. And he's been one of the worst players so far in this regular season. I said Chris Sale looked great, and he didn't out of the gate. Um, I said the bullpen is going to be a concern, and the bullpen actually has been the least of their concerns. I'm going to back up there. Ooh, all right, go ahead. Do tell. You Don't beat yourself up about the starting pitching. Because there's only been one guy to really give you. Well, Corey Kluber came out and well, yeah, he gave I, you, you a bit of a that. performance. But Sale, Nick Pavetta but, has been But you've listened to guy. me way too much. I did say the starting pitching I thought was... Was going to be good. Decent. No, but, like, the fact that all these guys are going downhill, like, I don't think anyone... It's too early, man. It's yeah. Don't, don't... And that's, that's, so, like, that's the root of it, but it's also a fact of I, no one is really giving you anything to talk about. Like, well, I mean, this, they, they, people latched on to Chris Sale after a start. I mean, come on. Like, what's, let's, I understand what we have to do here. You're talking about his start in spring training, the first one? No, I'm, talk, his, I'm talking his, about his, like, after his, his, the second I'm, game of the regular oh, season. Yeah, okay. After a start. Like, Not everyone, great. it's an easy narrative. Like, the worst easy contract target. and blah, 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 he blah, blah. He showed promising blah, blah. stuff, though. But this is my point, is that, is that in spring training, he was good. Right, and this is what we wanted. We wanted to see if he was healthy, if he was pitching well, and he was. He literally had one bad start in all of spring training, and that happened right to be before against opening day. No, it wasn't. It uh, wasn't. That no, last it was. One? It was it's second. The second, to last, it, the, second right? the last. Thank you, Gordo. That's why you're here to yeah. keep him in check. Uh, so second, the last. Second, second, the last one. But but all you want to say, okay, he's healthy. He's got good stuff. It was against that same Orioles team that roughed him up in that first outing in the regular season, but. 
you know, I, I look at it like one start is one start. And I'm not going to say that he figured everything out. I'm not going to say it's the Chris Sale of all. And I understand how this works. Baseball, and you guys can wait. Baseball is a hard thing to talk about, to cover, because everything can turn in a minute. In a minute. It's the cliche. It's the 162. It's the 162. It's the, and it, hey, it applies to us as well. So I'm going to ask you guys, before we get to Jeff and Watertown, I'm going to ask each of you. What is the thing that you are the most surprised about coming out of spring training? Because you you may not have been at spring training. You may not have broken bread with me at Twin Peaks. But still, you guys followed spring training. So I'm going to ask you, coming out of spring training, as we sit here now, Gordo, what is the thing that surprises you the most? Twin Peaks is still on the to-do list, by the way. Well, um, let's listen. As, as we said to everybody, Coop. Who would have known Coop would be sitting here a year, a year Still ago? Still here. You can't get who, rid of me. Who would have known? I'm a cockroach. Who would have, next thing you know, you're going to be stealing nameplates at the All-Star You game. let me in the door, <laughs> I'm staying. There you go. All right, go ahead. What do you got? Um, If you talked to me a month ago, I would tell you that Josh Winkowski coming out of the pen, adjusting seamlessly, throwing six innings, one run ball. Again, we he had looks, no idea in spring training. He was starting games, and he looked good. But he's he's throwing a ninety six mile an hour sinker that darts the other way to let from lefties, starts right in on your hands for righties. He looks terrific. And honestly, like I thought he I thought he might be a pick to click this year, but I mean he has looked Can I tell you this? And I know that they've they've already probably exhausted the Josh Winkowski conversations on the Greg Hill show. But I will say this. Do you know what he's doing different? You know what he's doing different? Is it the mustache? It may be the mustache. Could be. I mean, that is different. It looks great. I mean, there is something there's something to be said for having a mustache and having the aerodynamics of a mustache. But no, it is. He lifts his hands above his head now. There you go. Isn't it, I, again, I, I apologize to the Greg Hill Show. I know you've talked about this for all Ad week. nauseum. Ad nauseum. <laughs> Ad nauseum. But he's lifting his hands above his head. He's doing the old, like, Sandy Koufax <laughs> You know, but have that's you what ta- he's have doing. you talked to him about that? Yes, like, I mean, have. What's, what's the uh, he did it? He started doing the it in the offseason. He was like playing catch, and some guys like, why don't you do that all the time? It's just like, timing, or yeah, it's just balance and timing, and sometimes the that, whole works. There you go. Weird. So I like your it's answer about Josh Winkowski. Sorry, I didn't mean get all weird on you. No, get all wonky. No, pitchers are like that though. It's weird. One little, one little tiny thing, and it's like you add a mile an hour here or there. Like I don't know. I've so, never but you break it down like science, though. They'll just be like, "Well, you know, I'm, you know, my hips are now swinging out to the front when I bring my arms yeah. over my head. Therefore, yeah. it throws off the timing and mm. like, makes me have a little bit more velocity when I swing forward with a pendulum." Again, mm. again, that's how they would break it down. Again, like, yeah, as, as the guy absolutely. who owns a Twitch stream on uh, Gresham Keith, I'm sorry, Gresham Fourier. Fourier can't stop talking about pitch mechanics. I know. He loves them. I know. Loves them. We also got to the bottom of someone stealing Gresh's sweatshirt. Yeah. I I don't know if we got to. We're not. So No, no. I know. We this. follow the judicial process here yeah. at WEEI. There are, I think there are some suspects. We're not levying any uh All right. We'll get to that later. Crimes yet. Cool. Just due process. Cool. Who, who surprises you the most? What, or what surprises you the most coming out of spring training? So it's weird because Adam Duvall, he showed up in spring training. It wasn't like this no, no, came not, out of the No, no, not blue. early on. The first half of it, he was terrible. He was awful. But it, it, mm-hmm. uh, I, right? it was awful. He, he was Thank you, Gordo. 15 or something, right? He was, I tweeted he was striking that, out all over the place. I tweeted out his first some odd game stats, and I got crushed for it. And I think the next step back, he hit a double down the line, and he never looked back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So thank you, Gordo. Yeah, no, that's but, all you. Credit but, to me. But Credit to you. Good job. Uh, but it's it's another example. You always look at the second half of spring training because he tore it up in the second half of spring training. But go ahead, Coop. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Well, I just wasn't expecting the production that we've gotten out of him yet. Best and OPS I, in the American League. 
without a doubt. There's no argument there. You know, I was looking at uh, I was looking at FanDuel because every moment matters at FanDuel. Every moment. Also, What's, sponsor code? at uh, uh, yeah, boring. I was looking to sign up. Yeah, oh, you should. Should I? Well, first of all, you sign up and then you listen to Jonathan Papelbon's betting advice. And then you make a lot of money. It's science. You can never go wrong listening. I, you no, can you never can't. listen. Did you hear what he did? No. Like what his he did. Play? I can't believe what he did. His his first. So he comes on every Friday on the Baseballs and Boring account as our gambling expert. He said his pat play that day. This was the first Friday of the season. He said parlay Jazz Chisholm Homer Marlins win. Boom. Jazz Chisholm Homer Marlins win. How much money in your pocket? I'm not going to say. <laughs> I'm not going to say. But anyway, I like the Ad- I like the Winkowski pick. I like the Adam Duvall pick. Uh, I also- 1500 OPS. How can you not? Like well, again, that? American League. It, it's I, so that's what I went to look up MVP odds on Fanduel. <laughs> I I love Adam Duvall. I love what he's yeah. doing for the Red Sox right now. But Brian, I don't think he's so Brian, himself an MVP. Brian Anderson, who is is basically even better than Adam Duvall, right from Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. He, oh. he doesn't even have odds yet. Does Duval have odds? Yeah, he has odds. What are they? Do you I, I'll, I'll let you know. I'll I let you know, know after we talk in Jeff, Jeff in Watertown. Jeff, what's going on? Good to hear you from you, my friend. Hey, Matt, folks. Good to hear you in the regular season. Hi, Coop and Gordo. Um, you know, to me, when I, what I find is I'm just disoriented. I still <laughs> the things that I, the things I used to think were important about about spring training, the things I thought about at the beginning of the season. And and with this new leadership structure, like I just don't know, like like Adam Duvall, like I look at him and like in, in the past I'd be thinking like, hey, this guy is a real find, and maybe we can have him long term, and we have a, a you know have a right handed here that hits in Fenway, you know. But the odds are probably that a year from now they're gonna you know he could hit forty two home runs and they're gonna like go in another direction, you know. You're gonna hear that Bloom didn't you know offer him a contract or something because they have somebody else in mind. Like it just it just doesn't feel like I I, I don't have any sense of like. Is this team building to something? Is it a collection of bridge I, I year? No, no, but Jeff, you know? Jeff, I mean, Jeff, you're scratching right where I itch. I mean, you're, you're you're repeating exactly what I said. I think we talked at the end of spring training, and it, it just everything. It's still like we don't have a handle on this team. All we know is this: is that Alex Cora had said at the end of the spring training when we were, we were talking about hot starts, he said one year, every year, one team in this division gets hot. Well, sure enough. Here it is. I don't know if you know this. Then hit the Red Sox. It's, well, it's the Tampa Bay Rays. The Tampa and, Bay Rays, right. And that makes this series coming up this coming week right. the most important yep. series of the season. Not even close. So I, and, and the thing that really – oh, I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. The, the thing that bothers me is, like, like this team, a, a starting pitcher, like a legitimate, not a reclamation project, not a – but a, just an outside the organization, solid starting pitcher like that, like – like that's what I feel like looking at this team and looking at the lineup. I'm just like, like, why don't we? Why didn't we get somebody? Like, why didn't we? Like, it never. Hurt. You know, I always go back to like when the when the Braves got Greg Maddox. Like they, everybody talks about how they had the best pitching staff. They were you know contenders every year, and they and they're like that's not enough. We're gonna go out and not only we're gonna get another starter, but we're gonna get an ace. You know, to put in front of the ace that we already had in Glavin and Smith. You know what I mean? Like that's that's when you're that's when you're showing the world that you wanna. You know, you want to flex your muscle, and you want to, you want to, you want to be big time. You know, and and this is like the complete opposite. Well, let me ask like, you this, Jeff, because you're an astute yeah. observer of this team, and I'll ask these guys the same question: Who do you want? Who would you want? And I don't disagree with you. I mean, we look at we look at these teams. We look at the Rays. Like the, the Red Sox have no semblance right now that we know of of a Shane McClanahan. Right? They don't. Right. And 
And uh, the Yankees, you can hate them, but they got Garrett Cole. You know, right. and so who would and you, you know what? The Mets went out and they signed a pitcher this year. And how'd that go for them to start off the year? It, it, again, easy. I mean, let's just see. But it's just like, but that's the thing. Is, coming for blood I, the I love, what's, but what's I the, love Jeff. Why are you such a Jeff, Mets you're hater? my favorite. I'm not hating on the Mets either. But it's the simple matter of it's baseball. Like if the Red Sox would have gone out and signed Verlander, are the Red Sox now looking at, you know, a injured Chris, not an injured Chris Sale, but a Chris Sale working back from an injury, and now a Verlander who's on the I will, I will say yeah, that, like, I will say this, is that... What are you willing to sacrifice this is, for you know, a bridge here is Jeff, the real question. Jeff, this is comes back to the, what, the 2023 Red Sox colon, maybe? Right. I mean, it's we're still sitting there. Nothing's changed. You still have Whitlock. You still have Bayo. You still have Paxton. You still have Sale. You still have Kluber. You still have these guys, and you're like, maybe, I guess... You know, but we can go back to Coop's point that disorientation is like I always understand that 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 that's the risk. You could get you could sign a guy and he could be a you know he could be a bum, but you sign the guy like you showed like it made sense to me like you know, this is what you need. So you go out and you get that person and and then you know maybe, maybe it works out maybe it does it does the breaks of the game. But when you don't even do it, and when you don't know you know and again I go, I go back to Duvall like in the old days. Watching Devon, the first thing you think about is, you know, if this guy keeps doing it, you know, the rest of the year, make sure you sign him up for the next, you know, and I don't think there's even like a mindset to do that. Like, it's just like, I just don't know, like, when, when is it like, okay, now we're going for it. Like, like what, what does it take? Like, what is, what does Bloom need to see before he says, you know, uh, yeah, I know what this team needs, and I'm going to go and get it, and we're going to we're going to win. We're all in. Like, I just yeah, that's all I'm saying is I just I just don't know. I just no, don't know. It's, a, it's a good question. And Jeff, I look forward to our next conversation. Thanks for calling in, all right. man. All right, great hearing from uh, you. Jeff. He's but, the best. Yeah, he is the best. We got to take a break. But this is the question I want to ask you guys after we do a little bit of trending is that along the lines of what Jeff was saying. Okay, <laughs> let's play this fun game. Let's play the the, the who, who says, says no the who says no game it. right. Let's Let's go. Go, like Gorda's smile just got enormous. But if if say the trade de- trade deadline is next week, which is people are going, this is stupid, this is a week and a half of the season. Well, too bad. This is why baseball's great. Trade deadline's next week. You're the Red Sox. What do you need? What do you want to get? What is the thing that you want to get? And I don't want you to be reactionary. I don't want you to be to say, oh my goodness, um, uh, you know, so forth or so on has has just had an offer. Or, or Yoshida grounded out to the second base for five million times, which, by the way, don't say that. You'll be dragged on Twitter. <laughs> but it's Yoshida can do no wrong. He can do no wrong. We'll get into him a little bit later. But what is the thing? I'm going to ask you guys, Coop and Gordo, after the break. What is the thing you say, from what we know of this team, this is what Heim Bloom should be trading for if the trade deadline was next week? 617-779-7937. Let's trend. <laughs> Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. No issues for the Celtics last night as they knock off the Toronto Raptors 121-102. to Jason Tatum only played in the first half. He finished with 21 points. Sam Hauser led the way with a career-high 26, and Peyton Pritchard scored 22 off the bench. The season will wrap up the regular season tomorrow afternoon against the Atlanta Hawks. Tip-off from the Garden is set for 1 o'clock. The Celtics will finish the regular season, however, without Jalen Brown as he received five stitches in his right hand after picking up broken glass. He does say he'll be a full go for the start of the playoffs next week. Other NBA news seeding in the Eastern Conference is set. The Celtics will face either the Miami Heat or the Atlanta Hawks in the first round of the playoffs as the two will square off in the first play-in game. 
And in the Western Conference, Luka, Kyrie, and the Dallas Mavericks were eliminated after falling to the Chicago Bulls 115-112. The Bruins will try and tie the NHL record for wins in a season tonight at home against the New Jersey Devils. Puck drop set for 8 o'clock. Taylor Hall is back. He will play after missing the last 20 games with a lower body injury. Charlie McAvoy will also play after leaving Thursday's win versus Toronto. Coach Jim Montgomery says, however, that David Krejci is, quote, very doubtful for this weekend's back-to-back. The Red Sox return to action to play game two of a three-game series in Detroit. Will Fleming and Lou Maloney have the call for the Sox and Tigers at 410 on the Shaws Star Market, WEEI Red Sox Network. Shaws perfecting the art of fresh. Tanner Houck will get his second start of the season for the Sox opposite Joey Wentz for Detroit. Cooper Boardman will have the Mass Mutual pregame show one hour before first pitch. Mass Mutual, insurance, planning, investments. Round three in the Masters is underway. Brooks Kepka still leads it at 12 under, followed by John Rahm and amateur Sam Bennett. Tiger Woods made the cut this morning at three over par. And the Revolution will face CF Montreal at Gillette Stadium tonight at 7.30. The Revs currently sit tied for second in the MLS standings with 13 points. I'm Joe Braverman, and that's what's trending on WEI and WEEI.com. Joy Green. Let's go. I got the thumbs up. I must be ready to go. Oh, baseball's so good. I, so, what's wrong with you? It's a good sign. Right, I'm, right. I'm just jamming All right, out. Coop's here. Gordo's here. You know them from the Bradfoe Show podcast, doing an excellent job. Are we doing, uh, what are we, uh, the who says new crew, who says no crew? Are we doing this uh, Sunday for Monday? What, what are these? People want to know when these things are dropping. If so not, we're good for yeah, Sundays. Yeah, we're good for Sundays. So record Sunday, dropping Drop on a Monday. Right, after a series. So I, whatever you guys want. But you guys, I've been so appreciative of the hard work that you guys have been doing, the excellence that you have been bringing into the podcast, the Brad Foe Show podcast, um, Sammy, Pat, the whole crew, and, uh, and, and Coop, you know, steering the ship. So excellent, excellent job. And by the way. Hold on. You want me steering this? No, no. Steering the you're ship. Steering the, steering I, the I was just letting the, well, the currents host, take us. Okay. Well, okay. All right. <laughs> well, the, as long as the rudder stays intact. But I've been remiss. I was so excited to start the show with Gordo here. And you too, Coop. I've been remiss. I'm just kind of here. I've been it's remiss in not shouting from the mountaintops. <laughs> not shouting from the mountaintops. What do we shout when we're excited about baseball, Coop? Oh, I missed this last time, so I'm going to really have to dig deep. All right, this. all right, McFarland. All right, uh, Gordo, what do you got? Come on, give me a good. Give me if you want to come back, give me a good one. Let's go. Baseball isn't boring. No, no, no. 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 Well, that's true. That's true. See, this is on me because mm. I didn't start. I didn't start I the last Bradfoe show with it. I know. So this is on me. Uh, so when we just uh, when we when we tell everyone we want people to be excited about baseball on the Bradfoe show. We talk to our partners. We speak to, about our partners, McFarland, McFarland Energy, and it's an easy one. Like, you can probably walk out the door, walk down a Fenway, and people are randomly walking down the street yelling McFarland, and you say, whoa, whoa, what's going on? Whoa, whoa, whoa. pump the brakes. Pump We're the, just walking down the street Just here. walking down the street, but they can't help themselves. They're so excited. You yell McFarland. So, McFarland. So, there you go, Gordo. Yell McFarland. McFarland. All right, oh. thank you. Well, that was a good one. Look here. You had the good hand Good to get gesture. it off my chest. It's been building up. It has been building up. So uh, great friends of McFarland, always sponsoring the Bradfoe Show, sponsoring 
on the air, on podcast, all the coverage that we're doing all year long. We appreciate it. And I went out with Scotty McFarland down in spring training. That was a trip. That was awesome. So someday, next year, this time, or not this time, but next year, spring training, the whole Who Says No crew, on remote, on location, maybe even before that, we got some things in the work for the All-Star game. We do? Yeah. This is is news to me. I know. I know. I I had a call. Some, uh, this is some deep state I, stuff. I had, for, uh, I, had a, I, had a, I had a call with corporate the other day about uh, Ken. The, no, uh, above Ken. Well I, above. I don't Ken. think that's possible. Well above Ken. Uh, well, in terms of the podcast world, lot going on in terms of we're steamrolling to the All Star Game. Coop was at the All Star Game last last year. I Kudo. was indeed, and it, it's quite a scene. It's, you like you enjoyed it, didn't you? LA's never had a time. Like that since we've been there. Yeah, we went to an Ortiz function oh, yeah? that left a scar. Pool hose came in out of nowhere. That was the weird. That was, that was the weirdest there, thing in there, the world. Everyone just started making way at these doors. We didn't know who was coming in. Yeah, and then pool hose just like kind of. They also in. they also had like a, a what it was a white carpet, not a red carpet. Like well, the white carpet where you take photos. Mm-hmm. And we're like, who are these it people weird taking event. photos? And we figured it out because they send you the photos. It was all OnlyFans people. Like all of them. It was a weird. Event. All of them. I felt so Why? out of place. Anyway, it was just that was the scene, man. Uh, you felt out of place. At least you're like twenty something. Like I'm sitting there, like like what's going on? <laughs> what's what's happening? I'm wearing jeans. We gotta go back. We gotta uh, go uh, back. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's in Seattle this year. It's in Seattle. Anyway, so I asked the question before the break, and, and Jeff in Watertown had sort of brought this up. If you had, with this team, we're trying to get the feel for this Boston Red Sox team. And so this is to assume the trade deadlines this week coming up. This play that game. What is the thing that this team, what is the thing that you want this team to trade for? And if you want to mention a name, a realistic name, go ahead. That's fine. I'm not, I'm not saying trade Marcelo Meyer for whatever you want. But what is the thing that this team needs? Because I don't think there's a, this is how confusing this team is. There, one day is one thing, the next day is another thing, and that thing is okay. And all right, Gordo, you first. What yeah. do you got? No, I'll start it out. This is a tough question to answer because this roster is so filled out. Like every time there's a new addition, it's like, who, who are we removing from the 40? Like they're all good players. But as Coop said, this is a bridge year. It, it definitely has the bridge year feel. That's not necessarily a bad thing. We've seen good bridge years before. As long as it's not a tunnel year. That's my motto. Oh. Tunnel year, you're going under. I don't like that. Bridge year, you're spanning something. No, we don't, it's a little we don't bit more positive. Your, we don't need the tunnel year. It's all about connotation. Yeah. No. Oh, is that, 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 that's the sounds is that a of, shot at that's, me? No, that's, that's a, the tunnel year. That, that's, I, a, that's the I sounds don't of like that. Tunnel years you know what that is? That's the sounds of apathy. If you if you type apathy colon sound, that's what you get. Anyway, go ahead. I don't care about bridge. I want. Yeah, no. I don't care. I don't care. I want to know. You want to spend money? I, no, I want to know, like, you... Well, we're not trading a big prospect they're, they're for, like, not, a rental They're, they're or not mathematically eliminated yet. Certainly not. I just did the math this morning. You did? You cranked did. it out? What's and the magic barely. Number? The way the Rays are going, barely. So they're What's not, the magic number yeah, right the now? Magic <laughs> the magic The magic number. It's about, like, 80-something. So, <laughs> so this isn't the Matt Strom also. This isn't the Matt Strom, hey, you know, it felt like we were playing field position. We kicked it inside the 10, and they brought in Tom Brady, which I still say was the best analogy ever for a trade deadline like what they were doing last year. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, what is the thing that they you think that they need? 
if if they had to get something next week? What is it? If they had to get something next week, I'm building for now and into the future, and I want them to get a young starting pitcher. I, I was preaching this all offseason. I wanted them to get Edward Cabrera, one of the Marlins starters. I'll stay on that boat. That that's where I want them to go, and that's where they could go. You wanted them to get Pablo Lopez, who you wanted, right? I no, I was I was mid on mid on Pablo Lopez, and he's been great. But he's one and a half year guy. Like, are the Red Sox realistically winning the World Series this year or next? Like, probably not. But they've got guys like Edward Cabrera, Trevor Rogers, and they've got younger prospects below. Like, I've, I'm always a Sixto Sanchez guy. But well, who isn't? I know. He's, so you want so you want a young you, so you want a you want a young starting pitcher. Young That's what you want. Pitcher, they can help now. They can help in the future. Okay. That's what they need because if you want them to sign that big free agent, it needs to be a guy who's going to push them over the top into title contention. If they've got like three holes in the lineup and three holes in the rotation, there's no one guy that's mm. going to do that. So let it be said that uh, who says no Gordo wants to trade Yoshida for uh, Cabrera. Of the Marlins, we can we can add in Marcelo Meyer. We can add in Tristan. <laughs> all, right, all right, there you well. go. All right, there you go. All right, Coop, what do you got? What do you for next week? I don't want to hear. You're, you're not catching the full spirit of the thing. I understand their lot in life about where they they are, where they're going, so forth and so. All I'm saying is to make this team better. To make this team better next week, what do you next want? week? Uh, it's tough because so like the reason I'm in this camp of like. I don't know if I would do anything is a, yeah, it's early and you have seen promising stuff. Like I, there's absolutely nothing I would do to this starting lineup right now. It, it's perfect. It, it's almost, it's not, too, it's it's almost not too perfect, good. but you have Adam Duvall, so you might as well be perfect. There, there you go. You don't but, need any production from no, anyone else if Adam no, Duvall's going to have 1,500 just, OBS. Just put Adam go. Duvall out there, put a couple second graders in the lineup. It'll <laughs> it'll work itself out. There you go. But, it, but it, seriously, in that camp, defensively, yeah, I kind of get worried, especially with up the middle, but we have Trevor Story possibly okay. coming back. Do you have an answer? No. Josh Hader. So you want a reliever. Josh I want a, I want a lefty reliever. A lefty reliever. That's not a bad one. Yeah. Because I, I would love to see Houck go to the bullpen. I don't think that's happening. I think Heim really wants to develop him as a starting pitcher. And what we what the Sox have with pitching right now in the bullpen, it they've kind of been outperforming the starters right now. I'm not sure. Have. I'm not sure if I would want to shake up too much there. Joe, you, you, but I do know. I do know the history that certain guys have, and I'm not going to name a certain name. Mm. Um, he's a righty anyway, so it's not like it would really. You like, want that another move lefty? You want another lefty reliever? Yes. Uh, until, Moral of the story: until, I just want a lefty reliever until, until the savior. The savior we shall know as uh, Joelle Rodriguez comes back. Yeah. Um, but but like in all seriousness, like we have Bayo, we have Whitlock that are coming back. Correct. Yeah, Hopefully. you're moving all these guys yeah, no. to the bullpen. Exactly. So, so it, it's it, you don't have a clear. No one has a clear picture of what this team can really shape up to be yeah, right now, so, especially with that pitching. So what what's interesting is so you have these guys coming back, and I'm going to give you my answer in a second. I want it, but you thank you. Please save that. Um, uh, give me it. Uh, but I, you you have these guys coming back. You have Whitlock. You have Bay. You have Paxson. None of them are going to the bullpen. Zero. None of them are going to the bullpen. You have Sale, you Kluber. Those guys aren't going to the bullpen. So you left. Well, with... Arcan wants him in the bullpen. Or no, Dundara wants Sale in the bullpen. That's super. Yeah. Uh, I love I love Mark, but that's super. Um, so, but you also, so now you have Pavetta and you have Crawford. Uh, who am I forgetting? Out Hauk. Okay. So I don't know what's going to happen with Pavetta. All I know is this. You're pushing Crawford and you're pushing Hauk to the bullpen. When they they when they're running out Ort and when they're running out Thou Who Shall Not Be Named, Brazier, Ugh. right? Sorry, uh, my guy, heart. my guy, Ryan Brazier, three straight scoreless innings. 
I, we don't have to pile on me here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay. understand I All was right, on so, the wrong side But my of point is, is that when they're running out these guys, and you're saying, why are they running out Ort? Why are they running out Brazier in the eighth inning? Because I think they have to figure out what they have. Because they have decisions that are going to have to be made, and there's no easy answers. Like, Ort would typically be an easy answer. Oh, but very I've easy. never seen an organization try so hard to make a guy into something than they have with Caleb Ort. I mean, I like him personally, and he had a good outing, a couple decent outings, yeah. and he has great stuff. But they are like he had a terrible spring training, and they are trying so hard to say this is the. They obviously kept him on the forty man, and so this is what I think they're trying to do. But to answer the question that I posed, like what do they need next week? Here though, I'm going to go into cheat code here. I met guy that you mentioned. The perfect guy. The perfect the guy. The perfect guy to get on this team the perfect for next week. Exist. The perfect guy. I've been told that by countless people. I know. Well, there you go. The perfect guy is Trevor Story. Uh, Trevor Story <laughs> is exactly what this team needs. That's a cheat code. It is cheat code. It's a cheat code. I know, but that's I'm I'm hosting the show. I can if do we can do I cheat want. codes, said, fine. Give me Shohei Otani. No, right? Let's fine. Just play if that you want game. to say Otani, it's fine. We'll get to him later in the Yo, show. I'm saying like Trevor Rogers and Shohei's <laughs> on the board. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, okay. All right. So so Trevor Gordo, Story- Gordo's trying to get him like an actual job in the front office here. And me, and, <laughs> me and Bradford are just like, ah, yeah, knee jerk. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. I mean, he said this trade deadline's next week. He didn't say it had to be a trade. That's true. Right, exactly. It could be a, a waiver wire claim. You think the Otani's getting waived? It's, I don't know. Think he'll clear waivers? He's only got possible. a .9 more right now. So, so my point is, and by the way, running, we talk about Fandle odds. Holy mackerel. There's, there's one of all the categories they have. Otani is far and away the most favorite of the favorites in a category for MVP. Not even close. Not even close. I forget where I saw this odds, but it was like 50-50, and you could pick Otani or Trout for the MVP field? or the field. Or the field, yeah. Hilarious category. Yeah, it's like, honestly, the way that it's going right now, that's take the two. That's a legit bet. It's like when Tiger was rolling. This is a great we're lumping the masters together. This is a great conversation. Otani versus the field when it comes to the MVP. Or or Duval versus the field when it comes to MVP. <laughs> more dominant during their peak. So more, more, yeah. Tiger, Duval, Who or would you Otani? rather have right now, Adam Duval or Shohei Otani? 617-779-7937. But the reason I bring up Trevor Story is because not only because oh, obviously they have him and so forth and so on, but for the way that the game is going, this is another thing that we can talk about as the show evolves. Of what you, I saw a ton of spring training games, and everyone when they got these three-hour games out of the game, like, oh, sold a bill of goods. So this isn't how it. Well, tell me your perspective of this game, of these rules, of how, of what you're seeing. But then we're gonna get to that later. But when it comes to the way the game is going, Trevor Story is a perfect fit for this team because he's a the only person on this team who can steal bases, seemingly, right? B, you have flexibility where you don't have to roll out Arroyo and Kike every single day, which is a huge, huge deal. If we're going to do a takeaway from the early on, that is something that seems to trending. I think Kike had three For errors sure. already, and I'm not saying he's a bad player. It's a, it's a tough middle infield. Right. And well, it, it, it also think, it takes I, pressure off Arroyo as well. Right. I do. I know. I think they're, they're both good players, but... Are they every day locked down 155 Absolutely game players? Not. Probably not. Yeah. So I once again thank you for agreeing with me. Trevor Story is a, is a proper answer there. All right. 
So after I want it. So I, I, <laughs> I need well, it. Well, there you go. Otani slash Trevor Story. Um, one thing that I do want to get to, which I don't think uh, I think got a lot of play nationally. To say it that way, to say it in the kind way. I think this got a lot of play nationally. Is this you saying people in Boston just this, don't this care? It's got a lot all. of play nationally. Okay. The Verdugo comments. Ah. Uh, and, and so the internationally. Re- internationally. Yeah. yeah absolutely. A big in Canada. People forget about America's you're, hat. You're, you're welcome, Canada, for that. But I want to. So I was, we're going to get to the. We're going to play the Verdugo comments about Manoa. But more than that, it, it, it sort of lends itself. It, it was the conversation that I initially had with Alec Verdugo on the Baseballs and Boring podcast. About the emotion, because I think that a you have the awesome back and forth vitriol between players, which is always awesome. Coop, you and I were both there last year. When was that? In May. May when Joe Kelly walked into six seventy the score in Chicago and called Josh Donaldson a douche. Right. It was a good time. Right. It's always a good time when players time. go at each other. Right. Especially so, when you're on the right side of that argument. Exactly. But so that's the question that I have. Because this is when Verdugo talks about Manoa in this way, who is on the right side? Like who? It's is, pretty clear. Uh, well, well, it's pretty clear. Some and people then, might and not. Then there's also some, statistics uh, to back it up. Some people might not agree with you. All right, six one seven 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 nine seven nine three seven. This is the Bradfo Show. That's Coop. That's Gordo. I'm Bradfo. Be back after this. Let's go. It's the Bradford Show. Good job, Joe. Check your A game. Is this the Recounters? This is uh, Wolf Mother. Joker oh. and the Thief. So we have uh, Gordo. I don't know. Coop's here. Gordo's here. Gordo, give your Twitter account again. Yeah, I'm at Boston Sports Gordo. You can find me on Twitter at BOS Sports Gordo. There you go. So, Gordo, I don't know if you followed along or about the walk-in music, uh, the I don't know what we call it. Initiative that we've had. Yeah. Yeah. Campaign. First of all, the first one we did with John Schreiber, he Backfired. already changed it. Yeah, he I, changed I like it. his new pick, though. You do? Well, he has war picks, right? Black, Black, yeah, Black, Black Sabbath. Sabbath. Yeah. Yeah. He was very proud of it. He was very proud it, of it. It's good. I don't know if you've been around from when he comes into a game so Is far. it good? It's good. So... The, I can't. I big, can't wait the for big a news. The big news was that you know that we had. Uh, I had numerous conversations with Kenley Jansen about this because you know closers walking music is sort of next level. That's we can talk about Zach Kelly and John Schreiber and all these guys, and we're all about it. But when you're talking about the closer, we're talking about Timmy Trumpets. We're talking about Papelbon. We're talking about the Rivera, Wire. W- w- who the Wire with Jose? Bautista? The Wire with Jose Batista. Not Jose Batista. Felix Batista. Felix Batista. Uh, Jose Batista. Uh, Jose Batista. Batista he had a great walking music. But Kenley Jansen. So I sat down with him in spring training, and I was asking him about because in L.A. he had a very L.A. centric walk-in song. Uh, in Atlanta, he had a very Atlanta centric walk-in song. So what are you going to do? And he chose champions by NLA, NLA, NLA Choppa. I have no Choppa. So I just happened, as I told him, I just happened to be on a plane with Choppa one time and his posse. So I'm very good friends with him. <laughs> and uh, so I knew exactly what he was talking about. Flying out about. in the G6 or? Uh, I, I don't know. You PJ uh, all I know is this. All I know is this. One of his members of Choppa's posse. Yep. Got kicked off the plane, which I think has to be is like a little too punchy. No, was, no, was no, he no. no he wouldn't. It was he was he wouldn't do something. But I feel like it's like seat belt? they're wouldn't basically the seat belt? they're basically they're basically like in in that group. You're saying okay, whose turn is it today? 
to be kicked off the plane. Let's go. If we're yeah, going to keep our street cred, guy. let's go. Anyway, Kenley Jansen, he has a he has a song, Champions. So they played it when he came out at Fenway, and he said it hits, and his, his knees hadn't felt like that since his Major League debut, and which is awesome to hear. Yeah. But he also said they got to turn it up. They got to turn it up. I don't know if yeah. that was the case with Schreiber, because you can't hear from the press box. So. It also – it. Fenway hasn't been Fenway the last couple that, of games. That day, the walk-off night was pretty cool. Yeah. It wasn't a full Fenway park, though. Mm. Uh, the atmosphere just isn't there. I hate, hate to break it to John Henry, but your product is Okay, before right we get now. to the Verdugo conversation, for or against the lights? I'm for it. Okay. I'm, I'm for it with room to get sick of it. I like it now. I like it now. It's fun now. Is that like when your eyesight starts to go? When you're straining it? Because it, it looks like a midday game when you're watching on TV. Yeah. It's, it's a really weird setting. But when you're there and the lights start flashing, oh, it's, sure it's, it's, a, it's a fun environment. Yeah. I, I, I like anything different. Yeah. You, you also go. get, there's, they've been getting some really great still photos out of the LED lights. That's, so that's, that's all I care about. That's all important. That's all, all I right. care about. Well, speaking of still photos, I talked to Alex Verdugo for the Baseball Isn't Boring podcast, uh, which you can find all over the place. Spotify? Everywhere. At BB, Apple? At BB Isn't Boring. Can I get it Every Apple? single weekday, every single weekday. This week, we had on Pitching Ninja, Andrew McCutcheon, uh, Kenley Jansen. Uh, who else did we have on? Uh, uh, Mitch Keller and Alex Verdugo and a bunch of other people. So, um, but, but. When I the one of the, I usually a lot of times I do we do subjects right so because it's a daily thing we do the recap of the day and then we get into the subject the subject that I was interested in and I talked to Andrew McCutcheon about this was the emotions in baseball coming off the WBC are is baseball more free to show their emotions to show passion so I knew that I had talked to McCutcheon and he was awesome. Like McCutcheon, this is what got lost in that podcast. McCutcheon was awesome talking about it, but Verdugo was the one who went first. So I talked to him. He obviously played for Team Mexico, and Cora had made mention of he had hopes that some of this carries over. He's waiting for everyone to come out of the dugout in the fourth inning run and so forth and so on. For Verdugo was really good, and then at the very end, well, I'm gonna let well let's just play. This is what uh, Alex Verdugo said. You need emotions. You need it. It gets the other guys fired up. You want to get fired up? Like, look at your dugout. Like, let's go. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You don't need to look at me at the plate and like be like, like you know, fuck you. Like, yeah, let's yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just don't. It's just you won that. You won that scenario. You did. And you know, like, I think that's when you start getting a little bit muddy. Mm. But if it's a genuine reaction and it's for the boys, not again, like not directed towards somebody, then. Yeah, like I'll say it right now. I think Alec Manoa goes about it the wrong way. Yeah, you know what I mean? One hundred percent. I think he does. You can find videos, footage of him in the AAA of AAA going like this to a hitters. Yeah. You know what I mean? He last year telling uh, Frenchie and Bobby like like uh, go sit and shit like that, and it's just like and looking right at him. Yeah. So it's like you know shit like that like that shit just pisses me off. And like I said, it's not it's not it's not the way it should be played. It should be played like. You're celebrating it with your team. You're not f***ing, you're not disrespecting another player who's, you know, at the end of the day, just, we're just trying to compete, man. Okay. Before, uh, other than me agreeing with everything he said in that interview. You, you were like a therapist with mm. like a patient that's just going off. Like you were just like, I don't, 
Mm. If I tell him to calm down, things might get worse here. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Alex, I yeah, know what you're I saying. Know, I know, I know, I hear you, man. Listen, people in Canada, I don't want to tell you. Anyway, How does that make you feel? Uh, exactly. <laughs> All right, Gordo, I'll go first. Your takeaway from the and what we should note that Manoa was asked about this, and he said, "I don't care what." I don't give oh, a, a little him. bit more. Yeah, come from him. I don't him. give a bleep what he says. And and I had Ben Nicholson Smith, who covers the Blue Jays up in Toronto for Sportsnet, uh, on the podcast, and he said that they really had he had asked John Schneider about it. Um and so they had really steered gone way out of their way to steer clear of any conversation. It should be noted the Blue Jays come to town at the beginning of May. That'll be awesome. So, Gordo, what is your takeaway of the all this thing? Well, I, I think it's definitely good that Verdugo doesn't like it, but as a fan, like we, we always talk about how we long for the days of the Red Sox and the Yankees just hating each other's guts. Like, why, why, like, and I get that we want to support Verdugo as Red Sox fans and like side with him and everything like that, but I love the beef. Give me the beef. I can't wait for the first Alec Manoa versus Alex Verdugo matchup of the season. Like, this is going to be great. This is going to be fantastic. Like we're gonna we're gonna he's gonna be leading off the game. He's gonna be the first batter of the game. Alec Manoa is gonna come in and stare him stare him down, and whoever wins that battle is gonna be yelling at the other guy in his face. Yeah, you're you're, you're welcome, Red Sox. I just told you ten thousand. You just stirred the game. you just stirred the pot. I, but that, that's the, the thing. Drink, like, the you pot. hear this? Like I I never. I'm like oh I never said hey you, uh, yeah. What do you think about Alec Manoa? No, I mean he he basically he's been he did just kind it. of bring that out. Like that well was he just, didn't kind of he just brought yeah. it out out of nowhere, <laughs> which is. You know, that's been brewing. It's, and, it's, that's a perfect way to put it. It had been brewing. Anyway, Coop, what do you got? there's something a little bit deeper here, and that's Alex Verdugo has a four thirty eight batting average against Alec Manoa. So if, are you saying that if he hit like 100 against him, he would not be saying this? Uh, Yeah. I, I think Alex Verdugo's smarter than that. I think he realizes like how to pick his battles and whatnot. Um, but I think it's more of Alec Manoa isn't going to do anything about it. Okay. I. What do you he, mean? I Ooh, think he's not what do I mean? I mean, Alec is a little B-word. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, uh, hold. Let's put a pin in that because we got to take a quick break. I want to uh, continue this conversation. Uh, I want to pop off on Alec. No, I know. I know. I want, I want you to fester, and then I want you to explode when we come back. Right. 617-779-7937. I see you lined up. You can join this conversation. Who And we haven't even got to this. Who is right? Who is wrong? Like, we, I, I agree with you, Gordo. Like, I'm all about the beef. All I, is loving, I, I'm loving all about more. the beef, especially, by the way, when you have a couple of weeks, you get a chance to fa- face each other. And now Coop's all riled up about actually Alec Manoa. I love this. The heart rate, like, don't even lower the heart don't rate. Don't get palpitations. Don't, dude. I mean, just monitor the heart rate, but don't lower the heart rate. Pop some baby ad. There you go. 617-7937. This is the Bradford Show. You're listening to The Bradfoe Show on Boston Sports Original, WEI. All right, welcome back to The Bradfoe Show. I'm Rob Bradford, along with Coop, Gordo. Yeah, we're here. Oh, there you go. Um... They're part of the Who Says No crew. You can hear them every week on the Bradfoe Show podcast. Speaking of podcasts, at BB is boring. Baseball is boring podcasts. A lot of buzz throughout the industry. A lot of buzz. A lot of buzz. A lot of t-shirts, a lot of sweatshirts, a lot of gear. And, by the way, I haven't even mentioned the book yet. We've got an hour. I haven't mentioned the book. I haven't. Did you That's read impressive. the book, Gordo? I read the book. You did? Co- cover to cover. Oh, my goodness. Look Absolutely at you. did. You didn't even listen to it. 
No, I, mean, I didn't even I, know. I, actually, it, there is an audio book. There is an uh, audio book. The guy is like legit. He's a legit. I told the story of this guy. So he does this guy, LJ Ganser. He does the audio book for a damn near perfect game. And they wanted Joe Kelly to do it. And I said, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so he's like, oh, sure, I'll do it. Okay, fine. But he had to give a sample. And so he gives a – I talked to his wife, and his wife said, yeah, I could hear him in the bedroom doing it. I'm like, this isn't going to work. <laughs> the the writing he can do, the reading. <laughs> no, the reading is a little tricky. I mean, in fairness to him, I couldn't do either. You hear this guy. I'm like, this is a talent. The audio books – is he is really really good? Other than saying calling Rafael Devers Devers, oh no, it's this it's that, that's the only one. Like he's great at the swears, great voice inflection on the swears, great back and forth with the Rob Manfred chapter, excellent job. But yeah, Does he I still, change his voice. Like, yeah, he kind of the voice for, inflection. Uh, no, 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 no. Do you put on accents? I <laughs> I still <laughs> think I stand Manfred. by this. Liam Hendricks would have been great. He Which, congrats but, to him, yeah, by the way. Yeah, congrats to Huge. Yeah. Huge. Great to Ring hear. The yeah. bell. I, like, I hope we and get now, to see him this And now, unfortunately, because the White Sox bullpen has been so bad, everyone's like, when can you yeah, be back? Get, get in here when right now. When can you be now. back? But uh, thank you for reading, Gordo. I appreciate that. It's a great book. Everyone should check it out. Oh, uh, there you go. Um, Stamp and, uh, of approval right y- there. Yeah. So anyway, baseball's been boring. Damn near perfect game. You know the drill. But we've been talking about Alec Verdugo and you guys. I love look, the takes that you guys both had. Gordo, you had the take of I'm all about the beef. What is it? May 1st. May 1st they play. That's May 1st. May Toronto 1st. comes to town Have for ever, a four-game Has series. anyone done the math to see where Manoa might line up? He has I to haven't pitch. yet. But, I mean, four-game series, you're – you're yeah. gonna. Oh, if you don't, this, you know. That would be such a letdown. Oh, such a letdown. <laughs> and and Coop's all fired up. So, Coop, what do you want to do? Do you want to continue your rant or do you want to go to Julian in Watertown? Let me let me get this off quick. All right, it, Julian, hold on. Alec Manoa is the biggest bark no bite type guy. He's a great pitcher. He's a great pitcher. Great pitcher. It, Plus 3,000 to win the Cy Young. All-star Vandal. pitcher. But I, you only see him really... Like, he likes to bark a lot, right? You see him bark at Franchi Cardero and Bobby Dalton. That was biz- that was bizarre. You don't see him Franchi barking at Mike Trout. You don't see him bark. He probably won't bark at Justin Turner. You're not going to see him bark at Yoshida. He's going to bark at the guys that he knows won't bark back. Yeah. It, that's what makes him a little B-word. <laughs> I, that's just what he is. He picks his battles. He knows that Verdugo <laughs> batting 438 is going to get up there, likely will get on base, and he can't say anything. So for him to be up in, what were they in Toronto when he made his reply of the, I don't really give a I think it was whatever? In, I think it was in Kansas City. Was he Kansas City? Yeah. All right, so he's halfway across the country where he knows Verdugo can't touch him. <laughs> that's, that's the kind of guy he is. He's obnoxious. I, I root against him every time I see him go out on the mound. Like There are pitchers well, that are dominant, and you want to see yeah. win and go out and put out a performance. He's a good pitcher. He has some great stuff. I root for him to fail. So when he's in Boston May 1st, oh, my God, I hope he takes a big old dump in his pants. What? But that's what's so great. I know. We it's need this. Yeah. And, but like he, he, you won't see him do anything. Like That's the only issue. It, like It'll come to the moment. Everyone's going to be excited. Verdugo's probably going to get up and take some extra hacks and like batting practice that day. Won't see anything. There's not going to be any fireworks. So what was it? What was what's interesting Manoa about Manoa is Manoa is a pretty like media-friendly when it comes, especially, you know, when he's just got this deal with MLB Network. he He's going to be on every single week with MLB Network. That's great for him. And, and the, funny oh, th- yeah, the, the funny thing was, 
is that the day that this came out, that was his day to be on. But I think they taped it because you saw the clip they, of them talking about it, right? They had mentioned that they talked to him earlier. Right. I believe within so that they cri- taped clip. it. So they, that wasn't really on their radar. But to their credit, it was um, it was Billy Ripken. It was. Uh, uh, I really don't know the panel. No, I, well, I haven't uh, watched WB, a lot of MLB USA WBC manager. DeRosa. DeRosa was on. And I'll give them credit. I mean, they weren't all just like, oh, yeah, our, our guy that is no, on No, Billy Ripken gave a really great response. Yeah, to I, thought it was, I thought it was good, but that's what we're talking about. I think that that's it's two things. It's what, Gordo, what you said. We're all about the beef, right? It's going to be great. We need this. We need this, especially, by the way, since the Red Sox couldn't beat the Blue Jays and they have to beat the Blue Jays. All right, here's even more motivation. Hey, crowd, come to the park, yell at the sky, yell at the Blue Jays, so forth and so on. But then there's the other part of it, which is who is right and who is wrong. I Julian's been hanging on. Julian in Watertown. What's going on, Julian? How you doing? Hey, I'm doing well, guys. How you guys doing? Yeah, oh, we're hanging Good. in there. Uh, right on. So I've been to a couple of these games, and I kind of agree with a lot of things you're saying. The atmosphere's a little different this year at Fenway. Um, also, down to Verdugo's stat line in 23, he's looking really good with a lot of red on his baseball savant page. Um, and Manoa, not so much in his two starts so far. I just want to say, though, a pitcher pounding their chest and staring down a hitter after they strike him out when, you know, you're sitting, like, above 20% K rate as Manoa. It's just little dog tactic, little dog. He's a, he's a little dog uh, barking after and pounding his chest. It, it's just a, a he needs to get recalibrated. Uh, Verdugo said it honestly, really maturely, uh, and way way past the what the two year difference between the two. Verdugo's twenty seven and Manoa's twenty five, and uh, honestly, Verdugo sounds like a, a vet at a twenty seven year old. You know what I mean? It's just it, it, I was a little surprised by that honestly, uh, where Verdugo's kind of had some talk about him being a little on the immature side, but that's clearly not the case right now with, with what I heard. Uh, honestly, he sounds like he's aligned with what he should be saying, where Manoa should turn to the dugout at the Blue Jays and get his get his energy there. Well, uh, Julie, Julie, let me little, ask you this. Right? It, it just, I'll let you keep going, but did, I, it, I agree with what you said. I don't know if you heard the entire, I think it was about six minutes or five minutes with, with Verdugo about him talking about emotions. Like, we, what he... Leading up to the Manoa comment, he was nails talking about it. Like he was nails he, talking about right like exactly how baseball should be when it comes to passion and emotion and playing off the WBC and all of that. But he, you're right. I mean, he was nails with that. It's almost like mm-hmm. having all these old guys around is helpful to your clubhouse. I, something Ooh. like that. I don't know. Oh, uh, but but with that said, maybe it's maybe things are going the right direction in the the development of a player like him. Uh, we're seeing, you know, it's just everything in, in a good direction on that end. And uh, when you hear him kind of looking and and even trying to, he's trying to help Alec Manoa by saying, you know, maybe you re re realign your what you're doing afterwards. Uh, it's not, you know, he's he, he didn't sound angry. He more so sounded uh, he's disappointed. Yeah, I would I'm like not he, angry. he sound, I'm yeah, disappointed. But that's legit. I, I really agree with you there, Julian, because it's more of like, hey, I understand that you're a good player. What you're doing is great for the game, but the way you're going about it is making it less fun for everyone else. Like that's the heart and of the argument. I really, there. I really love what you guys said because you guys better believe it. As soon as I can get down there in May, I'm going to be barking at Manoa and letting them know that I think he's a little dog. We, we, gotta, we, we have to figure this out. We got to get you and Coop out outside the gate oh, wherever the Blue oh. Jays come in. We got to oh. get you guys. You know what? Go to, well, we got to get the arm. Go to the bullpen. But, but, but right you know what? I think that this is the perfect opportunity to do the first uh, baseballs and boring event of the season. 
Oh, Leading into the Blue Jays, Red Sox. We got it, but hey, hey, Julian, thanks so much for the call. Good stuff. We have to do the math of this because I think we can do it. Whether Manoa is going to be pitching if he's lined up, can we do this at some point? Um, but I think Julian mentions makes some really really good points about Verdugo, how he's matured, and and you have to also understand, Coop. You had talked about the veterans, the veteran presence in that clubhouse. I can tell you after that thing last year. Where it was, I think it was in, not even the Dahlback Franchi one. I think it was in Toronto. And remember when Pavetta was going back and forth? Yeah, Vlad, right? Yeah, yes. Vlad was Yes, it was, it was a haul to do. And I can tell you, like, Pawecki, he was in the middle of it. And these guys, it's not just for Dugo who feels this way in that Red Sox clubhouse. And by the way, he's right. Like, you got to be Ferda. Ooh. You got to be Ferda. Okay. Ferda boys. Oh, there, uh-huh. there, there you go. All right. I just but, did the math real quick. He's lined up for Wednesday, May 3rd. Oh, oh all right. Let's go. Game, game three? That let's game three? Go. Game three. Game three. Game three. What is that? What day is that? It's a Wednesday. Wednesday. That is Wednesday, third game of four. Oh, love that. Wednesday. Wednesday. That's I love good. It. That means that we, we have a little bit of room for error. Well, so what's going to yeah, happen is there. that gives you two days for Manoa to talk about it, too. So it's true. It's you know. So if the Red Sox come out and Toronto's a good team right now, they're right. They're second in the AL East, I believe, ahead of the Yankees. I I said this, and tired. we did this. We did this on the Betting Isn't Boring podcast on Friday because it was a Toronto themed, Manoa themed, Verdugo themed podcast. Toronto themed. You have Drake on there. Uh, we tried. We yeah. efforted that. But I said Toronto is a team that right now in the FanDuel odds they're number three in the division. I actually would put them. I know the Rays are off to a good start. The the, the, the Jays are legit, man. Yep. Uh, yeah. you, forget about Manoa. Manoa is a good pitcher. Gosman is Gosman might be a Cy Young candidate. Gosman is super super good, and it's usually it's good to be good. This is after losing Robbie Ray too. Yeah, but they made the right call there. But they they, they traded to Oscar Hernandez for a good reliever. They they're a talented team. But to come back to what sort of what Julian was saying about this this dynamic about like you have to check yourself before you wreck yourself i think that's exactly what julian said right I, that was verbatim the blue jays they're they're a chirpy team they've always been a chirpy team so it's that was, not, that was so, a good pun yeah thank you pun. thank you but i didn't even mean to do that but it's right. but it's <laughs> but but those guys no one's in the top top step is telling hey manoa shut up like what are you doing because we've had games where Manoa, you're, you're watching the game, you're like, why are you like, why are you yelling? Including, by the way, the dollback Franchi thing. But that was also against a team that wasn't really great. It, it, I think there's a different. He was dyna- dominating them. Yes. Yeah, it, I think there's a different dynamic of when your team's losing and you start barking. That's when it's kind of like, whoa, what are we doing here? You're not helping anyone out. You're just going out being bold and brash for yourself. You're not a team guy. Like, like Verdugo said, Ferda, but. If the Red Sox come out and they drop the first two games, you know, Monday, Tuesday, we get into Wednesday, Alex Manoa on the mat. Are they going to be talking? Because I could see be. the I could see be talking. I don't know. I, but, I mean, well, they, Verdugo. They, they, but, Verdugo might just take the lumps. Like, he'll just be like, yeah, you got me today. Because Verdugo is, like, like Julian said, Verdugo is mature. He understands the moment. So if the Red Sox come in still in last place, drop the first two games against the Blue Jays, you're not going to see anything. But here, here's, here's my guess. And I have not talked to Alex Cora but since this came out. But here's my guess. They knew coming into this year that one of the big, big obstacles of them being good was beating the Blue Jays. 
What if they if they took care of business against the Blue Jays last year? They're actually in the postseason conversation. The Red Sox they get absolutely annihilated by the Blue Jays, and we heard this throughout spring training. This is one thing that we have to do. We have to beat the Blue Jays. So if I'm Alex Cora, I lean into it. Like I le- totally lean into this. Don't don't you? What, like no, that yeah. you're just not absolutely you're not no that, like no yeah so that, hey like listen like don't let him chirp. Like, do not let that guy chirp because, as you point out, they're only doing it if they're if they're up. They're not doing it if they're down. They can they've been able to do this because they've been waxing the Red Sox. I think it's totally the style too of this year's team. They leaned into the Kike Hernandez resume thing. Like, they would totally be on brand. Lean into this too. The Bill Belichick find a chip wherever you can. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, why not? Now you Get, better build that poster board. You better, board you, better you better take care of business against the Tigers first. Our guy Cooper Boardman coming up with a pregame show at three o'clock. The better Cooper, leading, some le- might leading, say. leading into uh, to Will Fleming and Lou Merloni on the call. They got to take care of business leading up to that. But oh, if you ever want a reason why you hope that the Red Sox and Blue Jays are close in the standings, oh, oh so <laughs> is that something? So every so the whole situation that we're laying out here. Mm. You're welcome. Red Sox. You're welcome, com- Red Sox, yeah. by the way. The Red Sox, they stay competitive. They stay a few games out of first place. Which they like better because May right is now. brutal. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to yeah. build it up yeah. here. I mean, you're starting the whole month out with the Blue Jays. Yeah. It, it's going to be tough. But they keep things competitive within the standings. They move in. They take a few games. Maybe they, maybe they take one. Maybe they lose one going into that Wednesday game. If they win against Manoa... Do they really value that personal victory? Like, are they riding that out for the rest of May, saying, "Hey, so we can pound our chest and be the this best isn't, guys"? This in isn't the a perfect least. comp. This isn't a perfect comp, but I'll give you an example. Back in two thousand six, when Joe Madden was managing, started managing the Rays. You guys were just knee, could forget. Knee, knee high to a grasshopper. But Coco Chris charged the mound against James Shields. Yep. Remember that? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, right. So the, it, I've heard this numerous, numerous times from Gomes, from Madden, from all these people. Like and maybe you were on that podcast, Coop, when he said this, where that was the defining moment for the Rays. Yep, They're the big bad Red Sox had pushed them around all those years, and here they are. The Rays are fighting back, and all of a sudden, what happens after that? Next thing you know, the Rays, two thousand eight, they're going to the World Series. They beat the Red Sox, and if you go from that point on, they finally felt like they belonged. And I'm not. It, it seems weird to say about the Red Sox because it's the big bad Red Sox in terms of payroll, in terms of Fenway Park, and what they're supposed to be. But there's their lot in life, guys. Right now, I'm sorry, is below the Blue Jays. They have to prove themselves more than the Blue Jays do. I wouldn't be sorry about that. that I mean, they deserve to have that set about right. them. I mean, the last few years, but, they've, but they've last earned year. that. So yeah. use this moment. So use this moment. There you go. I'll do one better. Okay. It's not just coming down to the Red Sox and what they can do here to turn around the season. If they do turn around the season and they win that World Series, people won't go back to that fight. You know what they're going to go back to? What? They're going to go back to that interview with Rob Bradford. They're going to say Rob Bradford Bradford won the 2023 World Series for the Boston Red Sox. I think think, think it... Get that ring fit. Yes, exactly. And if you you acknowledge that, you get the big three. You get the t-shirt, you get the podcast subscription, and you get the book. Boom, 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 boom. All right, so... All right, 617-779-7937. I see you lined up. We're going to get to you. More of this conversation, more conversation about the Red Sox and how much is Shohei Itani actually going to get. I want to ask these guys, even for a minute, I, because I like talking about $600 million. Who knows? All right, it's Gordo. It's Coop. It's me. It's Brad Fro. We'll be back. But here's trending.
Coop, Gordo, myself, Rob Bradford. Joe, what's going on? Oh, just loving this conversation. You like it? I love it. All right, it. then weigh in on it. Let's go. You're part of the Manoa. family. Uh, I, was telling, I was telling Coop uh, during the break when you guys were doing your uh, make moves, I was telling him middle middle relievers because I don't know if I trust. Oh, uh, that conversation. Oh, this conversation. Yeah. I like this conversation, too. Oh, it's well, better I than agree. I Everyone agree knows 100%, Manoa. I agree just 100% a... about um, emotions. I, li- I like when emotions are shown, but never when you're taunting anybody. You sound yeah. like a preschool teacher. Yeah. <laughs> Kids, kids, Just treat others the way you'd like to be treated. Exactly. Let's use our indoor emotions. Okay, so here. in case anyone wants to know what we're talking about, we're talking about Verdugo's comments about Manoa, Manoa not doing things the right way, and I think that a lot of people got it twisted. Not a lot of, I shouldn't say a very small number of people got it twisted. Of, oh look at Alex Verdugo, he doesn't want emotion, he doesn't want passion, he's being a hypocrite, so forth. No, it's not did what we're anyone take about. it that way? Yeah, some people did, really? especially people in Toronto. Come on. Especially people in Toronto. Well, they're too nice up in Canada. They don't get it. Well, you're also going to lean into your guy, so I understand that. But it's the whole thing is Manoa, and I, I'm anxious to see. Like we saw, we talked about MLB Network guys, DeRosa, Billy Ripken, and those guys not exactly taking the side of Manoa. Right, they 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 said, well, you oh, know, Billy Ripken, he echoed what Verdugo said. He said it's got to be for your teams. Like it's awesome to you know get your guys hyped up and get them going. But as soon as you start like dogging another guy, like that's it's not cool. It's like you're you're just no one is ever going to look at you as like a good guy when you're just out there yelling at someone for zero reason. At it's all. it's gonna be interesting because we we've sort of gone through the history of the Blue Jays versus Red Sox, and we've it's funny because this is one of the reasons I love talking with you guys about this stuff because we're sort of able to flesh it out a little bit. Not only do we have the history, but we have the the perspective of what. The benefit it does for the Red Sox and and comes back to they have to beat the Blue Jays. Like we can talk about the Red Sox series coming up with the Rays. It's it, it's important. You have to be able to put a dent in the Rays. If you do not put a dent in the Rays, the hottest team in baseball right there, I know it's April, but you're swimming upstream once again. Same thing with the Blue Jays. When you get to the Blue Jays, if you are able to tread water in this division up until then – that becomes a very, very important series, partly because you couldn't beat them last year, right? What, right? August was the first, and this isn't just, I'm not talking about just beating the Blue Jays. I'm talking about anyone in the AL East. Yeah, August was the, the first division. time when they won a division series. Yes. And we, but, the, but what was it? We got to look it up. The Blue Jays, though, like it was insane. It was insane how they handled the Red Sox. I mean, the, the one game could characterize the entire year, and I I think you guys know what game I'm thinking about is when they had their skulls absolutely mashed in. Tapia, Tapia inside the park grand slam. Yeah. After watching that game, I think it was tough for any Red Sox fan to seriously look at this team. You know, that would actually be a good person to talk to. Tapia? Tapia. Oh, yeah. Because Tapia, I'm not saying that he was at the top step. I don't remember him being, but he clearly was a popular player on that team. It was a unified team. It was a unified team. Where does he land on it? It might be an uncomfortable conversation, but it'll be a good one. Sometimes the best conversations are the uncomfortable Where does he ones. sit in relation to Verdugo? That's a great question. See, you are a wise in the world of clubhouse uh, sittery. <laughs> I, I know where to sit in the clubhouse. Uh, as someone who's interviewed Juan Soto in the clubhouse basket. and Mookie Betts in the clubhouse, you know what's what. So Tapia is not next to Verdugo. So it's interesting because. The Red Sox clubhouse is a whole scene now, right? Club 54. Club, yes. Oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's Cafe Disco. 
And so Verdugo, actually, I've been saying this, who has the best locker in there? Verdugo, I think, might have one of the three best lockers. Because his locker, if you come in, it's in the corner. The corners are always the best because you don't have to deal with a lot of people. And it's sort of behind a pillar. It's out of the way. You have to go out of your – so he's next to Yoshida, who's next to Casas. And then you have the door. I don't think I'm missing anyone. I think there's three lockers. You have the door. Then now this is off the top of my head. I think you have Arroyo. And then you have... Is this going left to right or right to left? This, I have to visualize is, it. So if you go left to right across that wall, okay. you have Verdugo in the corner. Gotcha. Yoshida, Casas. I don't think I'm skipping someone. Door. Bobby? Uh, Bobby Door? What? Never mind. No. Keep going. Keep going. Anyway. <laughs> then, then you have Door. You have Duval. You have Arroyo. And I believe then you have Tapia. So it's a good ways away. Is that on purpose? Hey, let's start the rumors right now. You're welcome, everybody. Are the Red Sox keeping Tapia (laughs) and Alex Verdugo away away from from each other? 617-779-7937. All right. (laughs) There's only one person who we allow to call back twice in one show, and that's John in Watertown. Ooh. John, what's going on? this is my first time calling. I was about to say, you you're thinking Jeff. Jeff. Oh, oh, you know what? I call. <laughs> Listen, Hall of Fame callers calling from Watertown. All I know so is that good not, callers come from Watertown. Thank you. Thank you. John, good to, good to, good to hear from you. Assignment. Thank <laughs> you. First, first of all, Alex Manoa is bigger than Rob Gronkowski. Trust me, he's not going to back down from anybody. Really. I mean, he, he's a monster. I've seen Pipples bar- back person. down from small he's dogs before. All right. All right. Help me out with this. So the Red Sox missing something. I see Justin Turner. He's got the number two on. I mean, like, really? I know Justin Turner wanted it, but really, does that number, does, did he really earn that number with the Red Sox? I mean, that, that's sad to me, being a lifelong Red no, Sox No, I agree fan. with you. I think did number you? two wasn't earned by Derek Jeter either for the Yankees. These are just the arguments that we have on this show. No, you're yeah, being I facetious. I, I agree with. I, I know what John's coming you, from. What like the Nomar thing where you I can't have five I, for like no, no. A but I would, I would have stayed clear. No. Of, I would have stayed clear of two for a little while. At least it, I, I would have for a year. Bogats could go into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yeah. like Justin Turner. Well, just you know, and I'm going to lump in Remy with this too. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, no, like, I, like I think okay. that right, the combination of Remy and Bogarts, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have given out two right away. But that's just okay. me. Is that for is that for Red Sox? You know who I wait? Let me get this in before you guys cut me off. Okay. Jeff Springs. I really wish. Oh my goodness! Him. It'd be our race. But somehow he he disappeared from us. That's yeah. it. I, John, thank you for the call. <laughs> thank one. you, great call, because he brought up Jeffrey Springs, and I know once again, he ended on a great I know note as there. a guy who does his Twitch stream for for Gresham Fourier, how much Jeffrey Springs talk have you done? We actually haven't dove into it too much. I know Billy Laney loves him. He loves him. Loves him. The uh, I listened to Fourier yesterday. He was actually right about the over under on the Yankees Orioles. Everyone should listen to that Don't show. Don't give Gresham Fourier. He was like, listen to the show. This guy, Don't give this guy Kramer is pitching against this guy Schmidt, and uh, they score a lot of runs. Take the over. Sure enough, the betting savant. There, there it was, betting savant. But when we talk about High and Bloom's worst trades, that's number one. Oh, that's number one. Really. I mean, have you seen what he... Uh, I know, he's good. He had 12 Ks. <laughs> like, oh my God. I'm there's a, there's a guy a out in LA that might disagree with you on where his trade. I, I don't know. Well, if you want to talk about going into it, 
But like, is yes, that okay? We, can, we could go on about this forever. Like, that is that a high bloom trade or is that an ownership trade? That's like, an ownership trade. I, I don't want to get into the Mookie bet stock. I we're we're past here, that. That's off. No, here's stuff. here's here's the here's the, how I would categorize um, the Jeffrey Springs trade. It is the worst trade that everybody said was a good trade. Oh, I was so happy, and and <laughs> I couldn't believe this is sort of like the. A group of followers for the Red Sox, they tie themselves into knots for guys like Ronaldo Hernandez. In case people don't know, that you had you got Ronaldo Hernandez and Gordo. I apologize if I'm speaking to you if you're a big Ronaldo Hernandez guy. No. Okay, all right, <laughs> that was okay. a quick head shake. But <laughs> so, so so they got Sogard like a minor league infielder, and they got R- Ronaldo Hernandez for Jeffrey Springs and Chris Mazza, who is keeps popping up on my IG account. I don't know why, but. <laughs> But so, obviously, Jeffrey Springs has become one of the best pitchers in the American League. But at the time, everyone was like, oh, that's a terrible. You've got to give the Rays a, a crap load of credit for this. This is, what, this is what the Red Sox are desperately trying to do. They're desperately trying to say, we see something in this guy, and we're going to acquire him, and we are going to make him something that he hasn't been. And you cannot categorize Garrett Whitlock in this conversation. That is a completely different scenario, a completely different conversation. If you want to do Pavetta, that's fine. That's fine. But this is what the Red Sox have been desperately trying to do ad nauseum. So, What's Heim's uh, favorite line? The diamonds in diamonds the rough. Diamonds in the rough. And, I mean, he leaves Tampa. And, Everyone likes and, to say but, that he's he wants to make this team Tampa. Let him make this team Tampa because, listen... They're just going to continue to do their thing where they'll find a little a little something, a little nugget on a player. They'll bring them in, and they'll just develop the heck out of them. Right, and then they'll, then they'll burn their arms out and then also move trip. on to the next guy. And eventually bottom out in the postseason. Uh, you, give them, you give them credit for Winkowski. Like, I'll give them credit for Winkowski. Yep. Now, now, it took a while. It, it took you know, a lot of adjustment, but you, get, you, have, you can't be hypocrites about this. That, but when it comes to Jeffrey, Jeffrey Springs is going to be the ultimate. You Gordo, you had said that it's the worst trade he's made, and I think if you asked him, he would. If you asked Haim, I think he would agree. Yeah, because you know why? Because that is that. This isn't the big, big money, big, big guy that everyone taught. This is exactly what Coop said. Diamond this in the is rough. the diamond in the rough. Yeah. he traded away the diamond in the rough, and he always he said it before where he's where he's like. The last thing we want to do is see a guy that we that has stuff that we like and things that we like, and then we <coughs> give up Hort. too early. Exactly. I, maybe that. Maybe maybe this is why. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, this is exactly what we're talking about. This is exactly. And this is what we see with with a lot of these guys. They don't give up. And your guy Brazier. Oh, my guy. Your, your boy, guy. My boy. But but they say, okay, this is what we saw. We're not giving up on him, and we think it'll translate. They don't give up. They're not going to give up on guys. When guys are lingering on forty man rosters for a long, long time, you're like, why don't you just get rid of them? Well, this is the reason because. They're thinking this can be the next Jeffrey Springs. What's the age difference between Brazier and Springs? I don't know if you can this, rattle that off. Not, we're not even talking about this. Uh, well, you just brought up Brazier. So I know. I just, <laughs> man. I'm just sitting here now thinking right? about Brazier. Yeah. You pitched in the eighth inning. Lockdown. Yeah, lock, he's, lockdown he's, he's been looking yeah. good. He's three-run lead. I know. I know. That's a hold, Coop. I know. Yeah, he's proven me wrong. I hate it, but I love it. All right. Do we have David Brazier's Florida 35 here? and Springs is 30. No, I, I understand. Yeah, yes. No, I understand. I, Brazier's old. And, I was just trying to make a point. Springs to, is kind yeah. of old. 
So there you <laughs> gotta, go. Gotta clarify those uh, stats, Okay, man. thank you. No, I hear you, John. I'm just I, saying there's one guy a little bit more valuable hey, to a 40 man than I don't want. I don't want you to you – know, there's no pressure to do it now, Joe, but I want you to pull up the Kenley Jansen Walking Music Champions by NLA Choppa at some Choppa. point. NLE Choppa, I think. I get it mixed up. I'm very I can't good just fr- say Choppa? I'm very good friends with him. I did I did direct message him, ask him if he wanted to come on the podcast with Kenley. How's he doing? Ooh. Uh, we're chopping it up. Chopping we're, it up yeah, with yeah, 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 there you go. <laughs> David, what's going on? David in Florida. Not so. What's Good up? to talk to you. I haven't heard from you in a while. Well, couple I know. Of things. Okay. Yeah. First, a couple of things. I'm not going to be negative, but is there any chance? What do you, I mean, is, is Otani going to, the Angels going to sign him? And if not, then what do we have to do to get him? All right, this, I love it. David, thank you for some good Otani talk now. Here we go. This is what we love. Like and here's the thing. I don't know, David, if you saw that um, Steve Cohen, the Mets owner, went over to watch Otani. I believe it was in the WBC, right? He, he, okay. He, but he's – this is the problem. I find the Otani conversation really fascinating, not only because where the number's going to land, but because every team who has any money understands – how important this guy can be for their franchise. This isn't like a guess. Yeah. This isn't Anthony Rendon. You know, this isn't like like random free agents. This is the <laughs> athletics can stay in Oakland if they can manage to it, sign. It, <laughs> I mean, that's you, what brings people out. I would, if I were the A's, I would sell my stadium, sign Otani, and play in a sandlot. Just call up Oakland, <laughs> Department of Parks Why? and Rec, figure out what field you can have on like the weekdays. That's all you need. Otani pitching in the middle of a. Park. So, David, what was your comment slash question on Otani? Uh, I mean, let's put together some kind of realistic scenario where we can get him. I mean, he has a deal with New Balance, so that's that, that's relevant. You follow my Twitter. Uh, I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, you'd have to. I mean, um, the the shortstop, what's his name, Ma, the, the the future shortstop, Mayor Meyer, whatever Marcelo that's his name is. Meyer. Yeah, uh, I mean. So you're talking about I mean, you're talking about trading him. for him at the trade deadline because he's a free agent after this year. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I think it would be more realistic for the angels. I think the angels would get more for him at the deadline than they would during the off season next year. That's fair. Uh, I don't I think mean, they could get anything for him in free agency. Get, get comp, yep. comp, comp picks. picks. Comp picks. Uh, all right, David. I thank you for calling and thank you for bringing up Otani because I think it's a good conversation to had. So when it when it comes to the Red Sox and Otani, I hear you're trying to sift through the comments from ownership and and Heim and and all these people. I do feel like this is the guy that like the ownership because this comes what it comes back to is ownership going to get involved? Right? They got involved with Devers. This wasn't like the slow playing, the getting the guy. This wasn't Bogarts. Ownership said, we're backed into a corner. We need the little kids wearing around someone's jersey. It's we're gonna going be- down to the Dominican. We, we, we're going to bring some we, birthday cake. We, 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 we have this all set up for April, this uh, this giveaway at Fenway. where you Do you guys see that? The Carita? The, the, uh, the chains chain. that they gave out? The they gave those out like the other day. And so people were wondering. People asked. So I think that the, the attendance was 29000 that day no, no shot no but but i'm saying that people say well why was it more that day it was a crappier day like here's the reason this is you literally get like a five thousand person push on a chain night like that i don't think i don't you think, do I, you do you think you had little kids coming out for just the you chains do. You do. well no because they Gordo. also no he's right coop i yeah really no, he's right i i That's why they do heads, it but I'll, I'll pinpoint the bobblehead games 
and but they sure also sell those games. Like you get the non-stop, non-stop emails from the Red Sox promoting those games as well. Like they put more effort into promoting games where they have those nights. Yeah, because it works. Yeah, but they, like they'll put those games no, on like a Tuesday. I don't, night, I don't think Cooper are coming out for the sole reason. Coop, of no, like no, Coop, a Coop, chain. Coop, you have oh. those games for very specific reasons. Like that, they're very. Like what was that? That was listen. A, the Red Sox are playing today because they're giving out. Chains. No, 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 no. But they, they have them for like. April, what was that? Pirates, what was it? Was that the first game of the series? I bet it. I bet. I it, don't know. No, but go go, go look at go look at now. They do this like they have a giveaway. That would have been a Monday. Night, and by the way, so by the way, so. they have a crap more. Like a Tuesday, they have a crap yeah. load more giveaways now than they ever have had, and it's for that reason. It's because they they got to get people to the park. Yeah. All right. We'll c- continue this conversation. Can the show Hey Atani get giveaway? Lead to him coming to town. 617-779-7937. I see you lined up. Hopefully we'll get our guy Cooper Boardman in here. He's going to be doing the pregame show and continue the uh, the giveaway talk all all the way up to first pitch with Will Fleming, Lou Merloni. It's a great day of baseball, fellas. Let's Every day is a great day for baseball. Everybody stand up if you ever had your back against the wall and had to fight back. It's your anthem. My view from the top of the moon. I can see the whole world sitting in my hand, amazing views. We finna break the rules and we gon' make them too. I can't fall asleep, I gotta stand tall. That's what the lead. Turn it up. Follow me on the Henry wants it up to 11. Can you break the rules and then take the rules? Can you then get upset with people for breaking the rules? Say that again. Huh? In the lyric, he goes, we're going to break the rules, and then we're going to make the rules. So if someone breaks the rules that you make, can you then get upset? Don't ever question I'm questioning Choppa. the lyrics. Don't ever question Choppa. You're reading into too many things, Coop. All right. When I when the... I listen to rap, I pay attention so, to the lyrics. So in case people don't know, that is Kenley Jansen's walk-in music. We broke that story here in the Bradford Show. Uh, you can go to the Bradford Show, listen to Kenley talk about it. You can go to Baseball Isn't Boring, listen to Kenley talk about it. Kenley's talking about a whole bunch of stuff. Kenley likes to talk. He lo- he's a great guy to talk to. We did uh, we did 25 minutes with him talking about hoop. So I love it. I love it. He's he's our, he's officially hired as the Bradford Show Baseball Isn't Boring NBA correspondent. How's he feeling about the Celtics? Too much load management. Here's a little behind the scenes of our Baseballs and Boring podcast we did with Kenley about who. He mistakenly said Jalen Rose instead of Jalen Brown. It happens to the and best No, of us. at some point. And he was so upset at himself. He was so upset. Like, so we finish, and he's just like in the club. Oh, I can't believe I did that. I can't believe That's I did That's why Jalen Brown and cut and then, his then, hand. Then the next day, the next day, he's like, did you edit that out? Do you? And I'm like, yeah, I did. Oh Jalen Brown was he was walking around listening to baseballs and boring with his glass vase. He heard no, it, he no, heard he was bring no, yeah, and then he, he just heard his name like, like he was going to bring Jaylen flowers Rose. to Kenley. Jalen Rose, who? Yeah, drops it, dude. smash hand uh, but, now. Cut so up. if we gonna do, if, there there is definitely a baseball equivalent for the Jalen Brown vase vase breaking incident, but you're gonna have to Google it because I don't think either one of you were born, and that's Gordo and that's Coop. Uh, the guy, a guy named Paxton Crawford. It's worth a Google. He used to be a Red Sox pitcher. He had a similar excuse to cutting his hand, which uh, ultimately evolved into uh, some truth telling, which it was not exactly that. So Paxton Crawford cut hand. Just Google that. It's worth a Google. While you're doing that, just go to Jonathan in Brookline. Hey, Jonathan, how are you? 
Hi, guys. I love the show. So I went back and looked at Chris Hill's career numbers compared to what we have seen from him this year. And when you look at it, all of Chris Hill's problems right now can be attributed to his control because the strikeouts are are there, obviously. I mean, this is a guy who, since he came into the league in 2008, he has the 10th highest strikeout rate of any starting pitcher who has faced at least 200 batters. So the strikeouts are there, but the problem, obviously, is, is control because he has the third highest ERA in baseball right now. So he's walked 12% of batters he's faced, which is 6% higher than his career average. And even the home runs he gives up, in my opinion, you can attribute that to control. He has a home run percentage of almost 10% this year, which is way higher than his career average. So clearly to me, I know it's a small sample size, but if Chris Sale, he has the stuff, but if he knows where it's going, I think this year is going to go great for him. Yeah, Jonathan, thanks for the call. Good stuff. I Um, mean, that's how Chris typically is. I mean, if you're hitting him, it's likely going out. I mean, well, when he misses too. his spots, it's you're gonna make it pay. Watching the games too, it's like the slider is either three feet off the plate, yeah. or he's dropping one down the middle, and the Fu Manchu guy's hitting it out. I <laughs> mean, the first home run he gave the up plumber. on the season was, I mean, not talking about the Tigers game the other day, but talking about going up against Baltimore. It, the home run he gave up right over the plate. And then he comes back with like a backdoor slider to strike out the next guy. It's just that's how he I think works. It, I think it comes back to – so th- there's a lot of good and there's a lot of concerning with Chris Sale. The good is exactly that. I think he struck out 12 guys in eight, eight, eight innings. If you're striking out guys, something's working. I don't know. You know, it's, yeah. it's – I think it's – you go to at Codify Baseball, like that they have a – they had a great like Jonathan Scope, like what the F was that? When he like had a slider, like the slider broke like two feet, like horizontally, it was crazy. So that's the type of thing you say, okay, that'll work. Now you look at velocity, not great, but that's not the the, the story. The biggest story well, we've seen him reach back for it, like yeah, he's shown but, but it. He was here, here's, here's, the pro- the here's the problem: is that when he's reached back for it, a the control hasn't been there, right. and if you go to Baseball Savant, which is where I live, I actually live in a tent in Baseball Savant, the spin rate is way down. And I, like, and this is what you see, like with with fastballs, the spin rate. When the spin rate's not there, a lot of times, well, well, it's getting hit if it's out over the plate. Because remember, Sale was a guy who was fastball jump, boom, there it was, and that's spin rate. So we'll have to. And, and this is another part of all this pitching conversation. When Rich Hill was in town, we were talking about this because I don't know if you know this. We know Rich Hill for the podcast, friend of the, show, friend of the program, great friend of the program, great friend. And he was talking about the baseballs. He said the baseballs right now in this cold weather, it's crazy how different they are in spring training. And not necessarily the makeup. He's like, the laces are always different because they're made by human beings. They're going to be inconsistent. But there's nothing with no sticky stuff, with no option for that. All you have is the, the, um, what should we call it? Not the pine tar. The The rosin. The rosin. rosin, rosin. And he's like, that does not a lot. So you're getting these baseballs in this cold weather that are really, really slick. So I'm not making excuses. I'm just bringing some reality to it. Say, well, for a guy like this, will we see the when when he gets weather a better weather uh, more wet, warm weather? Is is he pitching in Tampa? He's pitching in Tampa, right? He yeah. should be. Okay, I don't know if you know that. That's inside. He would be pitching what the last game of that series, yeah. three game series. So let's let's take a look at that. I mean, this is what the, the conversation with Sale. It's a wait and see thing. It comes back to what we talked about at the beginning of the show. Like, we're sort of waiting and seeing with a lot of these guys, right? I Except believe, for Adam DeVall. Adam DeVall said, is not going to yeah, let up. He's just consistency. That's all he does. But I believe I said it on the Bradfoe show, if not on a morning coop of coffee. I 
by the time we get to our fourth start, if I'm not seeing a trend in the right direction, then I might be hovering over the panic well, button. But was this Chris. a trend in the right direction? It was. Okay. It was. I like. So yeah. you already that's, saw and, it. And like, that's the thing. The promising thing, exactly like what Jonathan said, is the movement's there. He looks a little bit like his old self, especially that 2019 self where he could get guys like strikeouts all the time, but he would get rocked. And that's not the picture you want. You want 28, you pre 2018 Chris Sale, ideally. But if you can get a guy that can just get you five clean innings, if he lets up a home run or two, whatever, this lineup is going to be able to come back. For it's him. the best lineup ever. He'll be pitching on Wednesday in Tampa. Yeah, Wednesday. Okay, third game go. of four. Look at you. Like, like figure it out with Alec Manoa's he's, pitching. He's over everything. That's why I mean, we. That's why we have him. If we, if he wasn't here, we, we would just big be talking series, into the big void. Big series against him. I mean, we're not going to like leapfrog these games against Detroit. Everyone should listen. to Every them. game's important. Every game's important. It is. But like, on that point, what it, my basic point is: Chris Sale trending in the right direction slightly. But talk to me maybe ooh, at I the like end this. of April. This might be this might be a good May? podcast segment, right? Or, or at least graphic. Trust, talk to, the, trust me, the, but talk the, to me later. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> exactly. Trust me on this, but uh, uh, let's talk later. So uh, speaking of stats, I looked up what the Blue Jays were against the Red Sox, which, by the way, we've if we've done nothing this show. We've we also I, never did Otani. Oh, we, we, we still got a few minutes. We'll get Otani All in a second. Right. I, I, and I'm gonna, I got something to lead into that in a second. The Blue Jays were 16-3 and three against the Red Sox after the Red Sox won the first game. The first meeting that last year. So, uh, my run ma- differential, by the way, I just did the math: one twenty-five to fifty-five. Mm. Mm. I did, yes. Ooh, and they can't. That win would be a negative seventy. They can't win. We got a nerd off against right the Red now. Sox this year. <laughs> you can't what? They can't win sixteen games against the Red Sox this year. No, they but, they, but this this we're comes, already doing better than this, last yeah. year. This this comes this comes back. Yes, thank you for that <laughs> math. But, but this comes back to the importance of that series. The be all. Just get to the May. Get to May. There's there's the bumper stickers. May it be. May it be. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm awful. full of them today. That's awful. Uh, that's not one of your better ones. <laughs> All right. So, Otani. Otani. He's going to... First question. Otani, yes or, pretty good. Yes or no? <laughs> good or bad? Sorry. Uh, Gordo, start with you. Yes or no? $600 million. Uh, yes. Okay. At least. Yes. Coop, yes or no? How many how many years am I allowed to? Am no, I allowed, no, like Bobby Bonilla. No, no, what are we doing? No, it doesn't matter. Six hundred million. <laughs> I'm not giving him six hundred million. No, oh, oh no. no. Is he's he gonna, he's gonna, oh, is is he going to? He's going to get, get six hundred million. No, you no? have a yes. I've, you have, I've, you have I think a no? he breaks half a billy. I think we're he's going to be the first baseball player to break half a billy. I don't think we're hitting six hundred. I am going to say yes because Ooh. yes because he is number one. You have teams understanding how valuable he is, and there is going to be a bidding war. This isn't going to be like, ah, we see this flaw, this flaw, this flaw, unless he gets hurt. Like, you have the Mets, you have the Dodgers, you have, you know, a lot of people think the Why Dodgers. Not San Diego. The, yeah, San Diego. Yeah. A lot of people think the Dodgers are, this is all they're doing. They're loading up. You they have are. the Angels. And so you have that. And then the other part about this is that I've said this all along the business side of this is transcends any other player that we've ever seen. You can't just 100%. say you can't just say oh this is Mike Trout, he got 400 and something million. It it's not even close. 97% of homes in Japan stayed up at what 8 a.m. Exactly. to watch him play in the finals. And and think about the buzz, Coop. Think about the buzz compared to when Otani plays and when Trout plays. 
It's so much higher. It's an event. And, and, you right. had to watch Otani versus Oakland. And you don't think you don't think for Boston, you know, you, and this is why I'm sorry, Red Sox fans, but because of the bidding war that this is going to get into, I don't feel like the Red Sox, this regime, is going to win that bidding war. No. But they understand that. Can you imagine? I heard them talk about this, Curtis and uh, Ken, talk about, can you imagine Otani in Boston? Yes. Okay, <laughs> just because I want to. But are you saying does I, it fit like the, like the no? I mean, the but, jersey but, test, but, like, but this, but this is no, not the jersey. The, believe me, I mean the jersey test. It's not even a test. I love the jersey test. Yeah, but everybody, Devers <laughs> jersey. It, yeah, he looks pretty good. Otani's. Ota, if they fit. if they got Otani, it basically makes neck. Devers jersey look like Ort. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, it, Otani becomes the fastest selling jersey in Boston. Not I think even that's close. like a very easy thing to it, say. It, yeah. I think he also becomes. Maybe the fastest selling jersey in baseball. Does he outsell Aaron Judge? I think wherever he goes, he and well, that, uh, Oakland. Well, well, he's not going to Oakland. You, you don't know that they're 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 talking about selling the park. So, so they're gonna. That's I, how they're gonna I, get Otani. But in all seriousness, say yes, the only he's reason not going to Oakland. Yeah, fair on that. But the thing, <laughs> thank you for disproving that joke. Um, <laughs> but the thing to remember in all this is. Even if the Red Sox do get rumored in on this and people uh, start I, being, I don't want to say this. You're say paying no. for both a pitcher and a batter. Yeah, and that's why he's hitting that, 600 mil, Coop. Yeah. I don't, 600 million no, no, is why, why million, he's hitting 600, is more Why he's hitting 600 mil? So if you want to power ranks the reasons why he's getting paid 600 mil, it's the business side of it. It's a bit, if he was a pitcher and a hitter, who had a, a terrible personality from Topeka, Kansas. So if he was like the pitcher personality of Alec Manoa and then like Carlos Correa as a batter. Yes. Okay. He'd get $400 million, maybe 450 <laughs> Okay. But, okay, so I'm going to come back to our good friends at FanDuel, sponsor of the Baseball Isn't Boring podcast. So you look at their odds for American League MVP right now. And of all the odds for the player awards that they have, like, so you have, I'm going to give you some of them. You have... Uh, National League Rookie of the Year, Corbin Carroll, plus 360. You have Yoshida is tied with Gunnar Henderson for American League Rookie of the Year right now at plus 400. You have uh, American League Cy Young, Garrett Cole at plus 600. You have National League Cy Young, Cindy Alcantara at plus 500. Now, keep in mind, the highest or the best or the best favorite we've had so far in all these ones, I think have been, what, plus, plus 360, Corbin Carroll. So you have all of these. Then you have Acuna Jr., plus 500 National League MVP. The one category I haven't mentioned, American League MVP. Plus 170 over the Otani. So basically, like, it's almost even money. And then the next guy, the next guy. How much are we jumping? How much, who do you think it is, first of all? We're dealing with Cy Young or? No, no, American League American MVP. MVP. Uh, it's got to be Trout. Judge? It's Judge. Oh. Judge, so you jump from plus 170 to plus 750. Yeah. And this is absolutely, as you said, Gordo, this is Otani versus the field. And then it jumps to Trout at plus 1,200. Oh, my God. Right? <laughs> so it's like it's Otani is, is – it is absolutely Otani versus the field, which is – it's crazy. But this isn't even the most interesting part of the con- Otani conversation. I do feel – like the impact this guy has on baseball, has on a baseball market, is unlike anything that we've ever seen. And by the way, like the, for all to give clarification on the Red Sox investment in their pursuit of him before, I think so. I heard Sam Kennedy 
like come on the air and say, oh, yeah, we tried to get him, and he sent a nice letter and everything else. Otani didn't give them a meeting. Like, that's what we have to understand. Otani didn't give them a meeting. Well, he, he came out and he said he was interested in the West Coast. And so that's the, and part the of Cubs. the issue. He yeah. had a meeting with the Cubs. And so the Red Sox had their had basically all their ducks in the row in terms of when when they had this meeting, they had all the jerseys. I have the Otani Bruins jersey and the Celtics jersey Iconic. and the Patriots jersey. There it is. So you have all of this stuff, but they never even got the meeting. I don't know if that factors in, but just to give you a historical context of Otani in the Red Sox. You're welcome. Well, he's now partnered with the guys across the street from us. Right I now. find that he basically already well. lives in Boston. And, oh, and then I don't know. If he, I don't know if you guys know this. But, he really um, does live in Boston. He he played with someone that plays for the Red Sox right now, who's been playing pretty well. The bromance, okay, uh, Mr. Say. Yoshida. All right, so very it, well liked by the fan base, almost really well received by the fan base. Maybe Yoshida can talk to Otani and be like, "Hey, these people are pretty chill." All over right, here. so you bring Except this up, and we only have a few minutes ball. left here before Cooper Boardman takes over for the Red Sox pregame show, leading up to Will Fleming and Lou Marloni live from Detroit. Yoshida, since we're going to stay on the WBC, the three and four hitters for the WBC, which is, you know, four months ago they've said, but let's talk about the three and four hitters about the WBC and the second week of the season for the Red Sox. Yoshida, Gordo, you first. Where do you, where do you, where do you fall, one to ten, on the vibe meter of Yoshida right now? Uh, I mean, I, I guess an eight. Like, the, oh, is that good? I was about. I, what's the vibe scale here? Like, I feel like, like the connection with him and the fans. It's weird. It's weird because like they call him Yoshi. He doesn't want to be called Yoshi. They don't give back Macho his home ball, but like they, they chant like, his they name like and the, he appreciates they, they, that. They like, accept that he grounds out every time. <laughs> uh, we don't talk about. Coop, that. I don't talk about that. Coop, what do you got? You like Yoshida? I'm a fan of Yoshida. All right. I would like to see a little bit more balls hitting the air. I, I'm a. I'm It'll agreeing come. with you on that. But we're dealing with the ban of the shift. We're in the post shift era. Put the ball on the ground, move some guys around, just do your job, bring in runs, set up guys so Adam Duvall can get up and just continue to mash. That's all I want. I'm a simple man. Joe, where are we at? It's time to wrap things up and get to Cooper Boardman. All right, let's do oh. it. Let's do it. Listen, the baseball talk has we Cooper. Board, Boardman gets paid. Co- Cooper, I'm not talking. That's Cooper. Boardman gets Coop. paid. All right. We're, 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 this is a launching pad into a great day of baseball. Gordo, awesome go. job. Coop, awesome Gordo, job. thanks for coming. Let's All right. go. Let's at Radfo Show, at BB Isn't Boring, a damn near perfect game. You know, go get them all. Yay, baseball.